What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the house of Mario. And this is a bonus episode recorded in Reggie's rec room. And I'm going to be putting out my opinions and all of that fun stuff of the PlayStation 5 and how it might affect Nintendo going into the next generation of console gaming. So strap back and enjoy the show. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me for this bit of a bonus episode. Uh, this week, Bryce was unavailable to record Monday night, so I thought it would be a good opportunity to sit down with you guys and sort of talk about the PlayStation 5 and what it might mean for Nintendo. And to be honest, I'm just a big PlayStation fan in general. I've sort of fallen off the last uh, three years, I guess, uh, since the Switch has come out. Um, just for just for the fact that the Switch has really grabbed me and it's just really fit into my uh, gaming habits so I can like take it on a handheld and play like that. So when it comes to PlayStation games, I'm honestly not in front of the TV that often, um, which kind of sucks because I've kind of fallen off of uh, some play- PlayStation first-party games, which uh, typically I would have kept up with uh, really well, but... Uh, not so much the last three years. So I've got a bit of a backlog on PlayStation, which uh, really infuriates me. Um, but today we've got uh, Reggie Fizeme uh, joining us in the room as always. We can't have Reggie's rec room without Reggie himself. So uh, Reggie, um, just from where you are over in the room, I know I don't want to bother you too much, but what would you like to say to the listeners uh, listening? Hi, Nintendo fans. Reggie here. That's great, Reggie. Um, it's really nice having you here. I know, I know you're just like sort of chilling out at the bar. You know, you can have the Canadian clubs and furfies you like, mate. It's all, it's all good. Um, don't drink too much. We don't, we do not want to repeat off <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. That was actually uh, pretty funny. I had to, I had to pick you up and put you into bed. It was a bit hilarious, but yeah. What's wrong with you? Hey, hey, I'm, I'm not trying to call you out or anything. It's just, it's just how it is. All right, all right. All right we'll leave it there. So, um, PlayStation Five. Uh, the, the way it looks. Start off with. I think this the. One of the the most obvious things that's what's been going around the internet, and everything. And when I was watching it live and it came up, I was I actually really liked it um, with its black and white. I wasn't a big fan of the black and white controller initially. I kind of just wanted an all white or an all black. I wasn't a big fan of the two tone, but the actual console itself looks really nice. So it's it's really quite tall with a black center and like white on the outside, and just the way it's curved and shaped looks really interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm actually quite a big fan of it, but sort of as time's gone on and people have compared it to Wi-Fi routers and uh, different things around the house, whether it's uh, air conditioning and just just uh, weird objects, I guess. It does look eerily similar. So I don't know if they literally looked at a thermostat or something and said, yes, we're going to make one of them. Man, I don't know. Looks it, that, So it does look a bit weird. Uh, and it's just extremely tall, so... It's just a really long console. Well, the Xbox Series X, it's a it's a chunky um, box, but at least it's not as tall. I don't really know. But regardless, it doesn't really matter what the console looks like. I think anyone that is a gamer and just wants good performance and uh, you know all, all of the stuff and just all their games running well, I don't think it's that big a deal. But uh, I was looking at my entertainment center. Just everything's black, like the Switch dock, the Xbox One. The PS4 Pro, everything under my TV is just black, including like the the subwoofer and everything. But the PS5 is going to stick out like a sore thumb, and I sort of think they th- want to do that. I think they want to have it stand out, and they, uh, I think, in, I don't know if it's an interview or a quote, but they, they, I think Mark Cerny wants it to look like 
a piece of furniture rather than a electronical, electronical, an electronic item. So there is there is that. So it is what it is. I don't think it really matters. What I do really like though is the blue glow. It sort of reminds me of the Wii, how the Wii had the blue glow um, for the Wii 24-hour connect when if you had a message or a notification, it would light up blue and it would light up different colors depending on um, what, what it wants to tell you. So there is, that is cool. Um, I do like lights in general, whether it's on PCs or uh, just ne neon lights or whatever it is. I think uh, I just like lights. <laughs> so, yeah. So the console itself looks pretty good. Um, I don't think there's not too many complaints from me. I actually quite like the look of it. It's a uh, it's just really striking, a lot more striking than the Xbox uh, One X. Oh, I'm sorry, Xbox Series X. Uh, but I quite like the look of the Xbox Series X too. They both kind of just look weird <laughs> in kind of like a nice way. So there is that. Um, as far as the games go, I'm not going to go through like all the games or anything, but the one game, well, <laughs> I just had the music up and it's gone into um, skits for previous episodes. We'll ignore that. So the, the one game that stood out a lot to me was uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This was the most next gen looking game and it was the game that impressed me the most. All the other games looked pretty, like pretty good. Like Horizon was just a, a CGI cutscene. Um, what, what like wasn't anything like, I guess, mind-blowing. It's just like really cool to see that there's another Horizon game coming, hopefully within the launch window or something like that. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales looks really good. Uh, just, I guess, a, a bit of a small follow-up to Spider-Man, not quite a sequel or anything. It's just a um, bit of an expansion similar to um, what other PlayStation games have done, uh, Infamous and stuff like that. But Ratchet and Clank, it was really impressive the demo. So basically, you're able to open portables, uh, portables, open portals, and um, go into other dimensions. And just with the the speed of the SSD in the PlayStation Five, you're able to instantly hop into different levels, pretty much. And it's just so quick, so fast. And I think it was the first thing that I have seen in any game that's made me go, okay, this is why we need a brand new generation of consoles. Because, like, while the PS4 Pro and Xbox Series X, you can see that games are becoming dated, like can't run fully at 4K, uh, 60 frames per second. They can't do all of this at the same time. But for the most part, all games do look really, really good running on those consoles. Um, so seeing it for the first time, being able to really utilize features of the next generation, I thought that was really cool. Because a lot of these other games, look, they look fantastic. But at the same time, looking back on games from... Um, you know, PlayStation 4. A lot of those games look fantastic. Look at The Last of Us coming out at the end of this week. Last of Us uh, 2 looks fantastic. It looks really good graphically. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the people... Well, not people. Well, they are people. Of course they're people. Uh, the developers uh, can do with... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Of, of course developers are people. I was just meant to say not just people because everyday people aren't going to be making PlayStation 5 games. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what developers can do with uh, the next generation of consoles. It's going to be really exciting. I can't, cannot wait to sort of uh, get get these machines and really uh, play with them. So I guess that, that sort of um, goes into the question like, how's Nintendo going to uh, compete with these two consoles? Obviously, these consoles are extremely powerful 
And the switch is super tiny. Like it's just a real small box. And no matter what you do to that thing, if you want to keep it as a handheld, you are not going to be even get anywhere close to the power that the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 4 offer. So I'm going to read out a a message from our Discord, and this is from Metadox, and this is just his thoughts on the PlayStation conference overall. And he says, Personally think PlayStation is looking very promising and has shown off a lot of games that will appeal to almost everyone. The only thing that I have to say is that Nintendo needs to make the Switch Pro now more than ever. Games of similar graphical fidelity to Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart and Horizon Forbidden West wouldn't be able to be ported to the Switch as it is because of how behind in terms of power it is right now. They need that power. They need to have the perfect balance to pull uh, pull off the Switch with. Uh, they just need to make a super beefy Switch and then developers will be able to make true multi-platform games without sacrificing anything for a release on Nintendo's current console. That's my takeaway for the next generation of consoles, at least. Uh, so, um, thank you very much for your comment, Meta. So, I know every every single time PlayStation reveals a new thing or excites people, um, it instantly goes back to, to Nintendo and everyone's like, oh, you know, Nintendo needs to make a move, Nintendo needs to do this, Nintendo needs to up their power or whatever. But, like I said, no one... The switch isn't going to be able to match the power, no matter what it does. It's gonna be, it's gonna be have to not be a handheld to even come close to these consoles. Like, just look at the size of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five. They are built to not overheat, and they're big. They're big consoles. Um, they're they're shaped the way they are, just purely so they do not overheat. So, no matter what you do to the switch, whether you ring up in the video and say, hey, we need the, the latest uh, chipset. Can you please put it in? Or we're going to put this much RAM in. We're going to put the latest um, mobile graphics card in. We're going to just like try and compete. We're, we're sweating here. We're really we're really worried about what's going on. Um, no matter what Nintendo does, they're not going to be able to compete graphically. And time and time again, it's proven that they don't have to. Uh, they proved with the, the Wii. They didn't prove with the <laughs> Wii U. Um, but they they definitely have with the Switch because the Switch is something unique enough that people wanted to buy it because of its uh, portable factor. So I wouldn't worry too much about about um, Nintendo being behind. And what I have noticed is like the PlayStation um, Five, the Xbox Series X, and people building their own PCs. Um, those three are d- directly competing with one another and. Over the last four years, I've noticed a lot of people that have been PlayStation diehards or um, just console gamers in general, they have gone off to PC. And um, one of the most striking times I've seen that is my actually my uh, my fiance's um, brother. He was a, like a PlayStation 3 gamer or PS2, PS3, um, PS4, and now he's built his own PC, and he actually sold his PlayStation 4. I was really surprised that he he had moved on because he was the like he was the type of person that played um, NBA 2K, uh, Call of Duty every year. Um, but he moved on to Fortnite, and, he, and but he pretty much exclusively plays Fortnite. And from there, he wanted to play mouse and keyboard to have the competitive advantage. He wanted to have the the best graphics and the best frame rate and all of that. So he moved over to PC. He actually got rid of the PlayStation. Um, so. Nintendo is not really even competing with that. So I feel like with what PlayStation is doing is they're, they're really competing with the PC. That's why this thing is 
I guess, like the latest tech running with ray tracing and everything to really compete with PC. I don't think um, Xbox really isn't even um, on their mind that much, I think. I think PC is their main competition. And funnily enough, with PC being their main competition, that is where Microsoft is with their uh, you know cross-play and everything across PC and everything. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this generation comes out because... I feel like, yeah, with the main competition being PC and Xbox pretty much being the PC as well because, you know, that's going to be the way I'm going to move. I'm going, I'm planning on building a, a PC at the moment and while I really want the uh, exclusive PS5 games, uh, I'm not sure if I'll get a PS5 this year. I think I, I, would, I would absolutely love to. It's just uh, me trying to be a little bit more responsible with my money instead of just uh, uh, getting, like, every console as soon as it comes out. But... I, I, that's what I want to get. I want to just buy all the consoles, get a PC, spend all my money on uh, fun games things. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the Switch that that is um like a perfect secondary console. If you have a PC and a PS5, like a Switch is unique enough just to slot right in there and be something different. So I'd, I I wouldn't be too worried about it. And Meta, I don't think it. I don't think they need to be the best graphically. Because um, Nintendo never has been. They've proven that they want to go for accessibility in price and their games, for the most part, really don't require that type of power. Um, while it would be great to attract third-party games, and yes, third-party games are, are going to get fewer and fewer, we're still going to get plenty of Xbox 360, PS3 generation games coming over. There's still plenty of them to come over from different companies, whether it's um, you know uh, Capcom, Square Enix, or any of these companies. But stuff like we're not going to get big ports like The Witcher or stuff like that. So, and that is something I would love because while while I'm a while I have the other consoles, I probably would prefer to play on the Nintendo platform, just because that is just the the console I pick up and enjoy the most out of any of them, to be honest. So, yeah. So it is a is a weird time to sort of be a Nintendo fan because a lot of the spotlight's going to be elsewhere. And since we started the podcast, a lot of the spotlight has been on Nintendo because the other two have just been like doing their thing, um, coming into the last three years of their life cycle, um, especially Xbox. They just sort of just been like chilling there, not doing much. And PlayStation's been pumping out really great games, whether it's God of War, now Last of Us Part 2. So really fun. Really fun. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's uh, roughly what I want to say. It's just a real quick episode. Um, I've got to get to the gym, so I can't stall too much longer. Anyway, yeah. So thank you very much for listening to the House of Mara episode, whatever the hell this is. It's a bonus episode. Uh, later in the week, uh, I'm going to, we're going to have a normal episode. Bryce will be coming over. We'll be talking about... Whatever the hell we're going to talk about, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with the news that much. I think it will just be a bit of a chill, fun episode. And the Crown Tundra, not the Crown Tundra, the Isle of Armor DLC comes out for Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I'll be doing an episode pretty similar to this, deep diving into my experience once I've had enough game time. I think it's coming out Wednesday or Thursday. It's kind of hard to tell because it unlocks for everybody at the same time. But, yeah, it's going to be really cool. So, um... Reggie, do you have anything you want to say before the listeners go? Thanks again for everything. You are the best. You know what? I couldn't sum it up any better, Reggie. Anyway, guys, we'll see you later in the week for another episode of The House of Mario. Catch you later.